This is John Zaninovich. Welcome to Move My Mass. You'll be hearing from great guests talk about balancing life and being fit. Hey, welcome, guys. Been looking forward to having you on. Thank you, you know, for having us. Yeah, thanks for having yeah. us. Yeah, Backhouse Productions. Yep. yep. Loving it. And uh, that's just part of the reason I wanted you on. You know, it's a cool podcast you guys got going on. But main reason, you know, college ball players. Watched you guys play through high school. Now you guys are playing, you know, up here at Bakersfield College. Wanted to just talk about that, how all that happened. Like, what was your path? And whoever wants to start can start. But yeah, what was your path to Bakersfield College? Well, gosh, you got to go back to my senior year where heading into my senior year, I was just coming off a shoulder surgery. Mm -hmm. Just getting ready. Kind of wanted to get my first scholarship that year. And then two weeks before the season, I had my lung punctured. And so I was in the hospital for 10 days. I lost 30 pounds in two weeks, literally lost 30 pounds in two weeks. And then now I'm like 180. I've been 180 since I was like 14, <laughs> right? 14. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Big. But uh, yeah, I got to that point, missed the first two games of the year, kind of just tried to get some film out there. Didn't really get lucky. Then COVID hit on top of that. And so I'm thinking, I'm going to BC. Like, I'm going to BC no matter what. Kept sending film out there to any coach. And then finally, uh, actually, I was throwing with Chris Coleman one day. Chris Coleman was a receiver at Fresno State. Okay. And uh, I was with Tyler, too, quarterback yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah, And Chris was just like, yeah, like, I'll tell him about it. Like, I'm going to let these guys know about Joe. And just so we went, told the coaches. Coaches asked for some tape. We sent a throwing tape. And then next day, they offer me a walk-on to go to Fresno State. And I'm thinking, okay, why not? I'm going to go to Fresno State. Right. Okay, I can do it. Big program. Yeah. Like, I have full confidence in myself. I feel like I can make it anywhere. And I went. But uh, so I was there for two years. Wasn't getting the playing time that I wanted. Just because we had a guy there that's still playing. Six-year guy. He's like 30. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. He's a... Uh, right. Yeah, and really good quarterback. Like, he's a top 10 quarterback in the na nation, I think. In my opinion, Jake Hayner. And so I just thought, like, gosh, I did the signals for the last two years, which is awful. I just, I mean, signals are fun just being a part of it, but yeah. you want to play. You want right. to play yeah. at a certain point. You're gonna I'm here all. to play ball, not send signals. <laughs> you're going to run all year. You're going to practice all year. You're going to work out with the team. Yeah. You want to at least get some benefit from it. So that's right. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, I don't want to do another year of this. I want to go back to BC where I know I can play immediately, get some film out there, and get a scholarship. Gotcha. Because the situation down there, it's it's way different. Because when you when you're a walk on, you have to prove that you don't suck. Right. <laughs> but when you're a scholarship guy, you have to prove that you suck. You right. Know, you yeah, have to yeah. show you're automatically kids. good. Like they're assuming, yeah, like, okay, this guy's going to provide for this program. Like we're already like makes sense. Without without saying it out loud, but the scholarship guys are ahead of the walk on guys. Obviously, like the yeah, scholarship yeah. guys have to mess up really bad before the walk on guys they have any shot of playing. Right. Totally so, makes sense. Yeah. So with that, I just, I said, hey, I like, again, I have confidence in myself. I believe I can go to BC right now. I think I can get a scholarship and uh, make a run at it. Yeah. So that's because, yeah. I mean, you guys have two completely different stories. You you know, quarterback, offensive lineman, yep. guard or tackle? Uh, center. Center, oh, center. Guard. He's playing center everything guard. right now. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's done everything. You're playing the line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got to know everything. Yeah. So those are obviously two distinct paths down the road. What's your, uh, what's your story getting to BC? 
My story was um, senior year, didn't do too well. I'm a pretty small guy for offensive line and going into a D, like if I wanted to go to a D1 school. So I already- You're 6'2", you're, uh, 250? 6'2", 265, yeah. 265, okay. Right around there. I fluctuate with my weight. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, screw it. I'm going to go to BC. Coach Goley was asking me like, hey, like, do you want to go on? I'm like, I, I'm just going to go to BC. Had it set in my head. Coach Chudy, he was talking to me, blowing me up every week. Like, hey, you're still coming. You're still coming. Yeah. Next thing I know, he leaves. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Then some other coaches start hitting me up. Santa Barbara City College. Um, another one, West Hills, Kalinga. They hit me up too. And then Coach Little John came in. Thank God, because he's saving grace. I love that man. But went to BC, started that summer, and then we just kept working out. It was a COVID year, so we didn't have any games. Joseph got to travel with the team because they still got to play. Yeah. But we didn't. So we just worked out the entire summer. We actually got to have the spring ball, which is actually the first time in California JUCO history that we actually got to suit up during the spring and just have inter-squad scrimmages, full practice and everything. That was pretty fun. Yeah. But then rolling around to my first season, I mean, it was a good time. We didn't do too. I mean, we did great. We got all of our wins taken away from us because we had a kid that was playing ineligible. Right. And what? Would, but it was a a class or a grade or something. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I hate credits. to go down a different road here, no, but yeah, 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 I forget that story. Yeah. Exactly. No, it, he um something. It, it wasn't even his fault. It was the people up top. It was administration. They didn't see that he was missing a class, and then he played the first five games. We got four of our wins taken away. We were four and one going in the league. Huge yeah. momentum rolling in off of our bye week. I forgot about that till just now. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I love BC. It is a great place. There's so much rich tradition up there. It's it's a lot of fun. And I'm really happy to be playing with Joseph now. It's been great. Yeah. And I want to talk about that a little bit later, what it's like to be playing. And I imagine it's like that with a lot of JCs. You know, a lot of local kids probably at mm-hmm. most JCs. But it's cool to see here. You know, I, I look at the roster and I see oh, Garces, Garces, the one. Gar- yeah, yeah, there's a couple Garces kids on there, and so it's got to be pretty. It's got to be a lot easier, right? Versus going to a college where okay, I've never played with one of these guys ever in my life. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, of course you get all the prep, but it's got to be pretty fun. Yeah, no, it's definitely fun. It's kind of like. I don't know, like you kind of get like an all-star team at Bakersfield. Like everybody, yeah, totally right. Everybody doesn't really get yeah. anything. They go to BC and you hope to win. And it's a lot of Bakersfield guys. I mean, we have some out-of-state dudes, maybe like ten of them. Yeah, but it's mostly homegrown. Like it's yeah. Bakersfield. But yeah, um, yeah, it's terrific. It's kind of it's weird. It's really weird to say I'm 21 right now. Jump ball's 20, and we've been playing football on the same team since we were eight years old. I was going to ask it's, how far back you guys go. Yeah. Was it before high school? Yeah, um, freshman year of Irish football. We were, what, second grade? Yeah, third, third grade. Third, third grade. So a little yeah. questionable if you should play in that young, but yeah. I don't think I want my did. kids to play that young. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I think anybody who doesn't play before 10, they're a pussy. <laughs> they gotta, right? they grow, you know, you got to get hit a little bit. You got to get roughed up, play. huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta yeah, 10, maybe 12. So back of that, hey, how many sacks is he responsible for? For, like, all time. All time? What are we saying? Or, is he uh, is he responsible for your punctured lung? No, no, God, I don't, oh, I don't want to put a guy on the spot who did. That was a messed up situation. That was awful. I can only, can you know, only imagine. It, was, it wasn't like my lung got punctured randomly. It was because I had valley fever on top of my lung. Yeah, and it was just I don't know. It was weird. We were 
because I had the shoulder surgery. I was getting massaged one day, like one, one of those guns. Like that. Oh, yeah, yeah the Theraguns. And our yeah. trainer, he's probably 300 pounds. No, plus well three, 350, whatever. Big dude. Big dude using it for the first time on me. And he's lean. He's putting his weight on me. And it's like at the fullest strength, like. Yeah. And right afterwards, I just felt like half my body felt just like tight. Yeah. Like, what is going on right now? Yeah. And then kind of didn't really know I had a punctured lung until three days after that. Right. Oh, that's horrible. That's nuts. Yeah, it was crazy. We, I, we're going out to practice and Joseph, he's like in full sweat, barely stand up. And we have to be in, you have to be in pads a certain amount of days to play in the first game. So Joe was suited up, hiding behind like this shed that we have in the shade, just to, like trying to sleep. We're like, what's wrong with it? We just thought he had the flu or something. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, I was sprawled out like a starfish. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, just had to be out there. Yeah. Just had yeah. to be out there. But you know what? When we got the call from you to come on this podcast, I'm like, we got to do it. Yeah. We got to do right. it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, fun stuff. Top gun of Bakersfield with the podcast. Right? <laughs> like be an honor to come on. <laughs> so what, um, what are the biggest differences between high school ball and college ball? Speed. Really? Speed. Preparation. Mm-hmm. Pre- yeah, preparation. And kind of just, it's a year-round sport. So you guys had, like, so you, you're you in a lot more classes, a lot more film time, stuff like that. Well, the, in college actually, the, versus class, high the classes are, high school, you're there from seven to three, no matter what, you're in school. I mean, uh, when I say classes, I mean uh, for football. Like, oh, like film study. Like film study yes. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You're doing a lot more of that in oh, college yeah. versus That's high school. That's where the meetings take up all the classes you had in high school. We're meeting like two hours a day. Yeah. And it's a little drop-off when you go to JUCO. Like Division One, it's I mean that first like that first winter when I went over there, it was just I was so I was shell shocked. It was it was crazy. How like, fast we, they are. Or? It was the speed, the speed was tolerable. It was just like the amount of time you're there. You know, like it's it's oh, you're, I see. you're getting there at six every day and you're not leaving at least at least till twelve. So you're there for right. six hours and you gotta come back and watch two hours of film. Right. With the coaches. On top of that. They want you to do film on yourself, like by yourself. So you got to come right. in by yourself and watch film. So it's kind of like it's it's a it's your work. It's it's a job. Yeah, it's a job essentially. Like high school football, it's kind of like fun. It's a little yeah. hobby. You're having fun with the boys. But college, it's like this is there's people's jobs on the line. Like people are getting mm-hmm. fired. They got to feed their children. They got families, and they're making good money. They're yeah. making good money coaching at the college level yes. or training at the college level. Some guys are. Yeah. yeah. Some guys Some, are. I mean, yeah. You got GAs making under 20 grand a year. It's insane. Those guys are yeah. there 18 hours a day. 18 hours a day getting coffee, breaking down film, uh-huh. doing whatever the coaches tell them to do. Like, it's it's insane. That's a workaholic situation. No, no you doubt. Gotta, you really have to love football to do it. Like, if you kind of like it, you're not going to make it. Yeah. And I mean, and you're not, not sure about your family. Do you have family that played college ball no. and all that? No, you're no. the first. Mm-hmm. And you've, you've had family that played college ball. Do they talk about it being different now versus then? It's, uh, it seems like everything has gotten more intense now versus... I feel like everything's gotten more specialized. Like, I think yeah, there was that's more, a better word. Yeah. There was more, like, two-a-days. It was more grueling, I feel mm-hmm. like, back then. But okay. now it's kind of, like, more technical. You're doing more stretches. You're doing... You're, going, you're only practicing once a day, but everything outside of the practice, you're doing more of. I think so. It's just more time for meetings, more time for stretching, more time for going into the trainer's room, more time for working out. Yeah. More time for just breaking down film by yourself. That's so it's one big word, prep. Yeah. For all, all of it can come under that umbrella of prep. Yes. The mental side of it is 90% of it. 
Yeah, because I, you know, I didn't play football, and I've had some swimmers on here. The swimmers now are faster than any of us ever were, but they're swimming less. Mm-hmm. They're swimming smart. Like the practices are better. Mm-hmm. It's just more specialized. Well, it's the same thing with like the like the tackling of practices. You know, people used to do Oklahoma drills every day. It doesn't necessarily make you better at tackling. You're kind of just doing it. You're just working. You're, it's you're like just working no, hard. There's no benefit in doing Oklahoma drills every day. So yeah. like, take that back. Maybe hit three times a year in practice. Doesn't really change the outcome of the game of how someone's going to tackle. You know, because I mean? you're doing form tackling most of the time at practice without actually hitting someone. So okay. you already know how to tackle somebody. You don't have to run into each other every day to get that same uh, prep. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, it just takes out so much wear and tear on your body. Yeah, I gotcha. It makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I always wondered what it's like now versus then. You know, and I can tell that everything's super specialized. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll just see Tyler walk around you with you on uh, the sidelines back when you were playing. I didn't know who he was. Knew you, but I'm like just some random guy with tats. Well, I, no, I knew, well one he carries himself like an athlete. Well, he is an athlete, yeah, but he carries himself like one too. So I knew. I'm like, who is this guy that I've never seen before? He's talking to Joseph the whole time, mm-hmm. and I told him, I'm like, he he's got to be a coach, has to be, but he's not dressed up in Garces gear or anything. He was just like, say, tatted up, yeah, in his. But I, yeah, then I ended up being right. I'm like, yep, yep, but I don't think that used to happen. Wait, what, you would just have a guy down there? Or? Yeah, like as much as you see it now. Like yeah, back in with when the quarterback I was, position, yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's nuts. definitely different. It's definitely different. Just I mean, that's that's also another problem with the quarterback position too, is like you work with a quarterback coach half the year when you're away from the team. So and when you come back, you gotta talk to your OC, you gotta listen to what your OC is saying, but you're spending half the year with your quarterback coach. So he's like your yeah. coach, he's your specialized coach. Right, And it's just like, you kind of have to fight that battle a little bit, like between the quarterback coach and the OC and like, kind of just like, I got to listen to the OC. I got to listen to him. Yeah. It's, it's Take yeah. his advice, but he's the boss. Yeah. Try to blend it. And that was, what was so cool with that Tyler situation at Garces my senior year was that Gola and Tyler, they knew each other before he played for Gola a little bit at VHS, kind of grew up uh, being around that. So Gola gotcha. let him in and right. kind of just let me, like kind of let me talk to him a little bit. Yeah. And just be on the sideline. So it was kind of it's kind of a cool dynamic there. Yeah. So talking, I mean, what advice would you guys give, say, the freshman in high school, maybe even a junior high kid? What advice, a kid that wants to go play college ball, everybody wants to go play pro ball, right? Mm-hmm. But let's just say somebody that wants to go beyond high school, what advice, I want to hear from both of you guys, do you give that kid? I mean, work hard, obviously, but is there anything specific that comes to mind? Like, man, if I if I can go back, I would have grades. Keep your grades in check. That's that was a, that was honestly a big part. I didn't want to say it earlier, but that was a big part of me going to BC too. With my grades weren't the greatest. You know what? You're not the first one that I've heard say that. <clears throat> yeah, I've heard that. It's yeah, I'm hearing it more and more. Yeah, but yeah, no grades and just honestly, like you said, you just got to work hard. You just have to be consistent at your craft. You almost have to perfect it. Right. That makes any sense. Well, it goes back to what you were talking about, what it's like at D1, how many hours they're there. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, you have to perfect it. That's what everybody's expecting, right? Mm -hmm. There's no more, it's not for fun anymore. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. There's, 
there's uh, there's stuff on the line. You know, it's just not like a little high school rivalry. There's, you know, coaches getting fired every day. Right. People worried, like outside pressure, outside noise from the fans. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. And injuries on the line. Oh, yeah. Big time. Guys constantly right? getting hurt. I mean, especially your job. Yeah. You don't do your job right. People Get are getting hurt. hurt. Yeah, Somebody's exactly. getting hurt. And it's one thing to have a 180-pound linebacker in high school hit you. Mm-hmm. The, what are these linebackers in college now? 220. 220, 230. And fast as... Yeah. You're running 4.7s, four 4.8s. Four yeah, they're coming with a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's different. O-line doesn't do their job right. You're talking about a job on the line, you know? No, totally. Your job's on the line if that doesn't get done right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, it's just a great thing about football is you have to rely on everybody, but it's so... Like, just, you got to play your position. You got to do whatever you're getting coached to do, right? But you got to rely on 10 other dudes to do their job right. Because if, yeah. if one guy doesn't know what he's doing, it affects everyone. Nope. Everyone gets affected if one guy doesn't know what they're doing. Right. So just to be in unison and just to rely on a guy that's next to me, like, I know that this guy next to me, he's going to do the right thing. He knows what he's doing right now. Yeah. You know, it's funny you mentioned that about one guy. Is, you know, I read the article on uh, the Garces game. Golo was talking. He goes, we're not having team breakdowns. We're having one guy breakdowns, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but those, you know, it's not always the same guy either. This guy breaks down on that play, and then a couple of plays later, it's a different guy. He goes, but it affects the game, obviously. It's like a ripple effect. One guy messes up, then you get like one guy next to him trying to compensate for the other guy that doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Or he's just constantly telling the entire time, you're doing this, you're doing that. And he stops worrying about himself. So it's kind of like the famous Bill Belichick line, do your job. Right. Kind of in a nutshell, do yeah. your job. Yeah, and then a lot takes care of itself after that. Yeah, yeah. If everyone does their job. But you know, as, as intense as it is, the enjoyment of the game has to be at another level in order to stay in it also. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're repping one play 50 times a week and it actually works in a game, that's actually exhilarating. Like, that's awesome. Like, to see it actually, like, come for fruition. Like, you practice it all week and it finally worked like that in the game. You scored on it. yeah. And yeah. you can only call these plays like once or twice before they get before the defense gets a hold of it and they know what you're doing. So yeah. you, you have to pick and choose your plays of where you want to go. Right. So when you have this big play that you've been practicing all week and that play finally works, or you get them at the right time, the right defensive scheme that they're putting in is perfect to what we just called. Best feeling ever. Oh, it's so great to watch him throw a touchdown or watch that running back. Go right off my butt, right into the end zone. There's nothing like it. I yeah, love it. yeah, I can, I can see that. Yeah, that, that makes sense. But the whole thing is, like, I just hope these kids, you know, that are coming up, really love it because mm-hmm. it only gets harder and harder. Not just harder physically, but the mental pressure. Oh, the mental gets harder. Is huge, right? It really yeah. takes a toll on you. Like, yeah. your bo- like your body will feel it mentally. Like, yeah. You're just drained. Right. Especially after a long practice during the summer. I mean, last week we were practicing in, what, 107? Yeah, it was 108. That was nice. Yeah. 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 That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you have. And it's just every, as time goes on, it's getting more intense for these kids, for you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you've got to find the enjoyment. Now, when I was young, everything was fun. The the. The price wasn't as high, mm-hmm. you know? I mean... There's just so many more people out there. You want to win just as much as, you know, every generation, that doesn't change. Mm-hmm. But the pressure is insane, you know? Yeah, pressure. And, yeah, and making sure these kids are keeping that 
keeping that wired in and dialed in and helps with the grades, right? Yeah. You know, it's like that that helps keep that mental focus right versus, you know, staying, you know, working hard over here, but then maybe being a little bit lazy over here. Mm-hmm. It's insane how important the mental game is. Like it's everything. It's, it, yeah. Right? You can't play football without a mind. Right. You, know, you can't do it. Or Yeah. Going in and lifting the heavy weights. That guy doesn't know what's going on. You can't play the guy. Yeah. and Unless you're like Derrick Henry or someone like that. Yeah. That's like, you know, point oh oh one. Yeah. You, you get know, the, like not a lot of guys are Derrick Henry. Right. Where right. you can just kind of walk out there and dominate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. But like advice for younger kids, I probably, uh, I would honestly get away from telling every kid that they can make it. Because I think it's just when you go to college, you have to fit like a mold. You have to fit like a prototype. Like I know Kyler Murray, I know Russell Wilson, those guys are 5'10", but they're freak athletes. They played professional. I mean, they got drafted to play professional baseball. But I think for the kids that like have the potential to do it, they have to look in the mirror and realize like, hey, I, I can do this. And the second you realize you can do this or someone actually tells them, gives them honest advice, like I can actually do this, that's when you actually get down to it. That's when you actually work your ass off because that's po- it's possible for that guy to do it. Right. You so how do, how do we do that? Because I've always... Like not necessarily with football, but uh, baseball mainly. Mm-hmm. Travel, travel baseball. And these, some of these kids are spending so much time on the road when they're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Good athlete. Awesome and all that. But, like, man, to go to D1 or pro, it's, you know. Like, I have a buddy whose friend played shortstop. And... I'm making up numbers because I don't know what they really are. He goes, but you know, the, the D1 colleges, they went right-handed, six foot one, 185 pounds. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if these are the actual numbers, but they have a, they have specs that they want. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they do with quarterbacks too. Yeah, six you two or whatever it is. I want them this height, throw like this, move like this, and I've got a binder this deep with 5,000 kids that fit that mold. Mm-hmm. How are you going to separate yourself? Right, and, and for the ones who don't fit the mold, they have to be so exceptional. It's something else. Yeah, they get them in the room or get them in consideration. Like, hey, we can give this guy a chance. Yeah. So when when do we tell that kid, you're not it, buddy? Well, I don't think you can do it just like that because I think sports provides another outlet other than just you know making it big one day. One hundred percent. You learn work ethic. You learn yes. how to deal through adversity. You make friends through sports. Uh, I mean, there's just a handful of like life lessons you can learn from playing sports you stay active you get you're in better shape um but you can do that by just playing on the school team or the regular league team yeah instead of travel ball like oh man are we so really like, are gonna go- like with basketball or like one of those travel like travel sports like kind of like soccer a little bit yeah where or camp like even football are we gonna send a kid that really doesn't have it to every camp available Oh, no. I mean, there's, you, you know, can go to a camp. You can see all those guys out there. But You can go to a camp every week, I bet. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But you, you'll you see the coaches talking to the 6'4 kid. You know, yeah, like totally. He's not, not, not going to look at the 5'8 receiver who can run a 5 flat. You know? Like, right. Yeah. You don't, if you're not there, it's it's kind of hard. And it's, it's almost worse lying to that kid telling him, you can do this. Right. I, I don't know. I, mean, I know. That might be a little, like, brutal, a little hard well, to it's, truth, but... But it's not just on the kid. It's on the family structure, too. Yeah. These families are giving so much to kids that may or may not make it. Mm-hmm. But, 
And I was like, hey, how about we stay home, have a family life. You play some good high school ball and maybe some Babe Ruth or yeah. whatever, Pop Warner. Yeah. And the parents are spending so much money on the travel leagues. That is... It's insane. Oh, yeah. And the time. Out of town every single weekend, paying for hotel rooms, driving there, gas. Right. I mean, they're trying to push their kid to be the best athlete that they can be, but how far can that kid actually go? Right. Yeah. Because it there's an age when it hits where you're like, yeah, he really has a chance. You kind of get it, kind of get it, like kind of by 15, 16. You know what's you know right. what they're gonna do. Yeah, you know what that, they can do. But she had that freak that develops when he's seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Which is still an exception to the rule, not the rule. You know, you can probably that, get an idea by looking at the dad or something like that. <laughs> right. or like the family. Yeah, like the dad's yeah. big. He's probably gonna be big too. Right. Yeah. Because I've always. Sometimes I get too intense on that subject because I'm about that too. I'm like, we got it. We can't tell all these kids that they can go do it. I, I just it doesn't help lie to them. No, I totally agree. It's hard to even look at the talented kid and say it because, like, man, your your chances are still tough. No, yeah, a hundred percent. Because man, this is you. Every level you get to, it's just crazy how much smaller the percentages that can do it. But I mean, that's the advice to the kid. Like, if you have, if you can do it, you have the body to do it. You have the potential to do it. It's on you. Yeah, it's on you if you want to do anything with it. Because yeah. if not, then get out of the way. Right. Or just be like anybody else. Like it doesn't really matter. Like you're not a football player then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you have a chance to do it, be that guy. Right. Don't, you know, don't act like you're everyone else kind of just going through the motions, just playing for your friends. Right. Like if you have a, if you have the body to do it and you're really serious about it, it's on you. It's Go on, it's get on it done. Yeah. Go get it done. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know Rory Began. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. Rory? Yeah, he was on here. And uh put Rory Began on? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, he was an awesome episode. But there's an example of, all right, you're going somewhere. The kid's lightning fast in the water. Mm-hmm. I mean, second the ball turns over, he's got his guy beat by four body lengths like that. Yeah. That's obvious. Like, yeah, you're you're gonna go play somewhere. You're gonna go play somewhere big. You know, you see that, and then you see the rest of the pool. Like, man, I wonder. How, do, how would I talk to those kids? No. Yeah, work on this. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But oh, but you're still going to go big. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, you know, if I'm if I'm in the water, barely struggling to stay like afloat, treading water, don't tell me I'm going to be a Division One water. Like, <laughs> you know, don't tell me that. I, I know. I already yeah. know. Yeah, but, but my, the thing, most most kids have that in them. They already know that they're not. Mm-hmm. But man, our society has told them for so long throughout their childhood that they are. Sometimes there's a little bit of, uh, yeah, not delusion, but but here's yeah, the thing, grandeur, grandeur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, though. Sports is not everything. I mean, there's 300 professional athletes playing football, or not. I mean, there's more than that, but there's a thousand. There's a thousand professional athletes out there. There's seven billion people on the planet. No joke. The odds are so low. But what, like, I think what people need to realize is they can do a lot of things. Like, there's a lot of things you can do. You can figure out your way. Yeah. You can fail a lot of, you can fail at a lot of things. You can succeed at a lot of things. But I think you can do a lot of things. After sports, it's not over. You can find something else. Like, for example, we started the podcast just because we thought it'd be fun. Right. And it, uh, you know, it turned out we like doing it and it's possible in doing it. And why not? Yep. Why not? Exactly. Why not try new things? I mean, sports is not everything. It really isn't. Well, me, grapes, grapes, that's my day business. Mm-hmm. That's my day job. I do this for fun. Yeah. You know? And it is fun. You have to gotta have some fun. No, yeah, totally but like right. just because you're uh, you're a farmer doesn't mean 
I can't go do. You you can't do a podcast. Like, there's no right. way John can do a po- like. You can't let John do this podcast because he's a farmer. Why does that make any sense? Right. That doesn't make any sense to me. Right. But like, you can do whatever the hell you want to do. Hundred percent. There's. I mean, that's that's the great thing about this country. I feel like <laughs> you can literally do whatever you want. It's, I don't think people realize that. Oh, totally. But doing whatever you want, you have to work hard at it, right? That's a given. So right, I do. Given. I, I do talk about on my page, my Instagram page and stuff a lot, like balancing life. Like you can be fit and have fun. You can be, you know, mm-hmm. you can have a real life and still be fit, but you, have, you still have to work hard. Yeah. You know, no matter what, if you want to be fit, you have to work hard at it. Figure out a way to have fun with it though. Mm-hmm. And speaking of working hard, what's a day like for you guys now at, uh, during Dude. season? What's, uh, what's it like? So today was our off day, so we kind of just went to class, uh-huh. had a had a meeting or two. But tomorrow, uh, you got full day of class till two o'clock. I think we lift at one yep. in between there, and then afterwards we have film from two thirty to four thirty. So an hour of lifting. Yeah, hour of lifting. Yes, hour of lifting. And then you, I don't know. I go to a class or whatever. Come back for meetings for two hours. Then you get ready for football around five fifteen. Then you practice for another two hours. So you're you're done at seven thirty. You're home by probably like 7.45, 8. Okay. Yeah, only lifting twice a week during season and then football the rest of the... Gotcha. Film, practice, normal practice Mm -hmm. and all that. Okay, I didn't realize that. I I didn't know how often you would lift, but I didn't know it was only two days a week. I mean, it makes sense. You guys are getting beat up nonstop. Yeah. It's like you can go make yourself sore. Yeah. That's not the goal at this point of the season. Yeah, you're not not maxing out. So what's an off-season day like? Heavy or lifting. There's different, yeah, like heavy lifting all the time, right? Yeah. yeah. But I'm, you're probably completely different days. Your quarterback, your O line, your days probably look different. Your lifting days, yeah, or yeah, not much. Do. Yeah, we don't have usually the same workouts, but some of them do correlate. Yeah, but yeah, we're both like kind of lifting at the same time, doing the. We're there. Right, right. You got but, your program. But outside of the season, I mean, the season's the fun part, obviously, right? And it's the easiest part because. Rest of the year, you're running, you're lifting every day, and you're getting ready for the season. You're talking about the season. You're putting things in for the season. Yeah, on top of everything else, you know, without playing the game. Right. So, I mean, football. There's no off season in football. It's kind of just you go year round. You get a month. Is off, it? Maybe. I don't think there is in any sport nowadays. No. Yeah. I feel like ever since I was in seventh grade, it's been year round ever since. Right. I haven't stopped really. Yeah. I wonder when that started because it wasn't like that when I was young. There might have been for a few, but no, we all played three sports. Mm-hmm. And, you you know, when your sport was over, you totally stopped mm-hmm. and went to the next one and just did that for that season and then went to the next one. I don't know. Maybe people started falling after like the Mar- Marinovich route. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Marinovich. Well, I think it's because it's more competitive for yeah, you guys I mean, versus my day. I think talent pool. Yeah. More. It's like everybody's on point, man. Everybody's ready. They're just waiting for you to mess up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that was always the case, but just more now. I mean, just thinking about it, like, I mean, you look at the NBA, you look at Steph Curry, how he kind of changed the game, like with the three point shot. Now, growing up, you know, everybody can shoot like Steph Curry. Like, in, within the next five years, all these kids grew up watching Steph Curry. The next generation of NBA players are going to be unbelievable at shooting. I mean, you already see with seven footers shooting threes. <laughs> right. Like, you do everybody see is skilled now. Yeah. It's not just one guy now. Everybody, I mean, it's a copycat. Everything's copycat. You see someone successful at something, everybody follows after. That's a new level. Yeah, they just raised the bar. Exactly. Got to go meet it. And whatever that takes, 
what it usually takes more hours. Yep. More, you know, and not saying that Steph, all those guys put in their hours hardcore, but man, the exceptional athlete comes a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Still working extremely hard. Don't want to take anything away from, but now everybody else is going to work crazy hard to get to that. You, you might know this uh, about the running story, about like early 1900s, no one could ever break under a four minute mile. Yep. I just finished and, the book. Yeah. So yeah, nobody thought you, you could do it. One guy does it. You get like 18 guys to do it within the next year. Yeah. It happens 14. fast. Run under four miles. So just yeah. the fact that somebody saw someone else do it. Now they're thinking like, okay, I can do that. Like without seeing that template of someone doing it, it's like no one has any idea of what you're doing like or what I can push my limit to. Right. Because like you said, it raise the bar. Especially once you've done it yourself. You guys have done something physically that you didn't think you could do or you've, okay, I want to bench. I don't know what you guys bench, but it's probably a lot. But whatever that number is, now it probably doesn't seem as heavy. Yeah. And that's natural. I mean, because you work there, so it doesn't. But getting there is probably like whatever your bench is, you know. 350 and like, man, I can't lift that. I'll never be able to lift that. And then yeah. you do. And then even if you're out of shape a little bit, 300 doesn't even seem as heavy because you've done it already. Yep. Like your mind knows, I know I can lift that. It's all about getting over that mental barrier. Yeah. Like what we were talking about earlier. It's all mental. You just have to let, you have to tell yourself that you can do it and you will be able to do it. hundred percent. One hundred percent. So you guys are, uh, Yeah. Backhouse Productions. Okay. Yeah, production. podcast. Yeah. Give it a follow. A little easier than football. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, definitely a lot easier than football. A lot easier. It has its days, though, where it is a little mental. It really drains you so much. T- the draining part is not this. The draining part is editing. This is fun to me, just talking. Like, I do this all day. It's the best thing ever. So I've listened to it, but... Tell the audience what what's uh what's it really about? What do you guys uh, want to do with it? It's kind of just something we thought, just you know, had some time on our hands. Thought it'd be fun to do, have some interesting people on, and just we we didn't want to have like a niche audience. We kind of wanted to like have like a broader net and like reach everybody. So we wanted to like get different people to talk to. Yeah, like we didn't just want to have just like okay, we're gonna be a sports podcast. Like obviously people expect us to be a sports podcast, but no, like I want to I want to talk I want to talk about other things. I want to learn from other people as well. Yeah. So having, I mean, that's the great thing about podcasts too, is you get to learn from people. Mm-hmm. Right. It, I know that is. That connection with someone, you get to learn what they're thinking. What, that is the funnest thing about doing this, is listening to the stories. Yeah. Especially when it catches you off guard. Because, you, you know, no matter what, you always have a prejudgment, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, this person's probably going to be like this, or this is probably their story. And when it's not, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, oh man, it's learned a lot. And what, what a lot of people don't realize is like everybody has like a pretty interesting story if you think about it. Just people don't talk about it. Right. Like there's a lot of people out there who have stories, but they don't say anything, so nobody knows. But if yeah. you actually get to talk to them and get to see like what they've done or what they've heard, what they've thought, it's not it's pretty interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think people are uh, I don't think people are just boring. I don't I think people have interesting lives, they just don't relay it to people. Hundred percent. Yeah, most of the time, people do have an interesting story or something good going on that needs to be shared. I mean, we all deal with the same issues every day. I mean, we're all struggling. We all have, we all have problems. And uh, but you go through life, and that's. I mean, that's the great thing about storytelling is you get to you get to hear the other perspective, of other people doing the same thing that you're going through, or something completely different out of the whole sphere of what you thought you could do. Someone was doing that, and you thought it was interesting. Yeah. And that's. I mean, that's what I love about podcasting is it's the storytelling. Right. 
Yeah. And it's fun to watch your guy, you know, the banter you guys have on there. Yeah, we do that too. Yeah. We like that's that's a lot of it's very entertaining. Backhouse productions. Yep. Great podcast. Thank yeah. you. It's funny. <laughs> John, that was a very diplomatic answer of me, but we like to fuck around sometimes. So <laughs> that's good. That is good. We like to have some it's fun. It's fun to watch you guys bust on Peter a little bit. Oh yeah. 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 <sighs> yeah, we gotta stop doing that a little. I mean, we no, have yeah. it, but it's fun. <laughs> you know, he loves it. He does Come on, he was a kicker. He was a kicker. He was ever over there never working out. Yeah. Just we, had to kick balls. Oh, believe me, we give him <laughs> shit for that time. Yeah. That guy, speaking of somebody that worked his ass off at his skill, man, mm-hmm. he worked. He really did. It was insane. The, but it's not, a, it's not a failure that he tried. Because now he has a life lesson of like, okay, I put myself out there. I really tried at this. And he has no regrets. Oh, he totally. No regrets. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. If you work your ass off, you're not going to have any regrets. If, well, it's, oh, I could have done that. I could have done this. I don't know if that's funny or not, but you know, I'll be watching games on Saturday and a kicker will shank a kick. And I'm like, oh, you should have had Dallas out there. <laughs> Maybe that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Peter had a great season at BC last year. I want to say he only missed one field goal and it wasn't even his fault. I want to say he got The kid can kick, man. Oh, yeah, he can. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, he's pretty awesome. He is. He's he's a, a, he's I miss him. He's I really a good guy. Really cool dude. Really cool dude. Yeah. But yeah, man, I wish you guys success on the field, success at the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Good times. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Give us a follow, please. Backhouse Productions. (laughs) Backhouse Productions. Follow them. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Sean.